This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A bunch of well-known Northwest brands like Bamboo Sushi, Sizzle Pie, Water Avenue Coffee, and Rudy's Barbershops were bought up during the pandemic by Sortis Holdings, a company that positioned itself as a savior for businesses that were struggling. But now it's Sortis that's having trouble paying its bills. I'm Elliot Noose, and this is Beat Check with The Oregonian. I'm joined by business reporters Jeff Manning and Matthew Kish, who reported on Sortis Holdings' troubles for The Oregonian. Welcome to Beat Check. Thank Good you. to be here. So, Jeff, how did all these Portland brands end up as part of Sortis Holdings? Well, that is a very good question, and that is sort of what defines uh, Sortis is the particular kind of companies they went after. Um, they wanted uh, they wanted companies that were at the uh, you know that somehow contained the essence of what made makes Portland special. You know, they uh, were the coolest barbershops, the restaurants, the coffee shops, um, everything that we associate with Portland, at least pre, pre-fentanyl Portland. Um, and they assembled quite a portfolio. They, they bought up a lot of, and there were a lot of distressed assets to buy up and uh, invest in. And uh, they, it's, it's a, long list of uh, everything from destination resorts to boutique hotels to to restaurants and do you have a sense of what they were what they were looking for in these businesses what kinds of of uh, companies they were looking to buy well you know we know the general niches that they wanted to be in which were you know food and drink hospitality and beauty and health um, but they they wanted to put their own particular spin on that by investing in companies that were seen as at sort of at the cutting edge. Uh, you know, the Ace Hotel uh, with you know sort of its funky um, decor and you know very non-traditional clientele, um, and that that was sort of the classic sort of target. Um, and uh, I think that's obviously they spent a lot of time on that deal and, and, uh, Matt knows a lot more about that than I do, but, uh, it, uh, it sort of summed up the, the Sortis approach. And what, what was, what was Sortis's plan for all these businesses? Buy them cheap and turn them around to make money. Um, but in a way that was cloaked in, uh, Portlandia. So where did things start to go sideways? Uh, Matthew, you, you, uh, followed, uh, some of the, some of the cases that 
show where things went sideways? Yeah, I think the key um, case to consider when it comes to Sortis Holdings and what's happening with the company is its uh, acquisition of the Portland Ace Hotel and its effort to buy the Ace Hotel brand. Uh, so they acquired the Portland Ace Hotel in 2021. So again, early in the pandemic, it likely a fire sale price like other assets, uh, but bought it with the idea that at some point people are going to be traveling again, and this is an asset that's going to appreciate in value. Shortly thereafter, Sortis Holdings started conversations with Ace Hotel Brand about buying the entire chain. Uh, they announced a deal in January of this year to acquire it for $85 million in cash. Uh, got a lot of attention, even in the national press. Wall Street Journal covered that story, uh, that Sortis Holdings was buying the, the Ace Hotel brand. Uh, but it quickly soured. So in March, the deal was expected to close. It did not close. Uh, litigation began in April in Delaware of this year about what had led to the failure of the deal. Uh, Sortis Holdings claims that the uh, owners of the Ace Hotel brand were siphoning off company assets uh, and devaluing kind of what they wanted to buy. Ace Hotel's owners say Sortis didn't come up with the $80 million that was required to close the deal. Uh, the litigation proceeded throughout the summer. Uh, it was resolved in August. Uh, what we learned last week, excuse me, two weeks ago, is that uh, Sortis did eventually get back under contract to buy the brand, uh, Ace Hotel brand, but in October it, it pulled the plug on it, citing material changes in the Ace business. Uh, the whole transaction is really important to understanding Sortis Holdings' plan because they look to kind of use it as what they said would be the central platform. Uh, so they would use all these Ace Hotels to promote the various coffee shops and restaurants that they were buying uh, and kind of through that really lift the value of all the all the little companies that they'd purchased. So where do things stand now? As of now, uh, in mid-September, there were a series of lawsuits brought by uh, business partners of Soros Holdings. So a former employee filed a, a lawsuit alleging that she's owed $1.7 million in severance pay. Uh, two landlords uh, have filed lawsuits against Sortis Holdings. Uh, Coffee Roastery in Northeast Portland claims it's own, owed $260,000. Uh, the Selwood Rudy's location filed an eviction lawsuit against Sortis Holdings. Uh, and the person that did the build out on a sizzle pie location in Hillsborough filed a $240,000 lawsuit against Sortis Holdings. So really in the last six weeks, we've seen a lot of uh, court records that suggest Source Holdings is having trouble paying its bills. Uh, it has told the Oregonian that it is working to resolve uh, each, each of these uh, lawsuits. Uh, it has said the lawsuit brought by the former executive uh, is now in private mediation and they hope to reach a prompt and amicable resolution. Uh, the eviction lawsuit against the Selwood Rudy's location does seem to have been resolved according to court papers. Uh, and Sortis Holdings has told us that the coffee uh, business in Northeast Portland, the roastery locations, uh, not viable. Uh, it's working to resolve that dispute. Uh, and it has told us that the Sizzle Pie in Hillsborough is not viable and it's looking to terminate that lease. So uh, it's working to resolve uh, each of these disputes. But in some cases, that means those businesses are uh, not going to be opening or are going to close. The, uh, at least those individual locations. That's correct. And they have told us they do expect to close some additional locations through the end of the year, but they've said they have five new leases signed for next year. So Sortis Holdings uh, does uh, say that there is a, 
a plan in place um, um, to revitalize these brands. And as for the hotel deal, uh, that's off, and and uh, the two companies are essentially going their their second their separate ways. Correct. And as part of the end of the Ace Hotel deal, there were layoffs at Sortis Holdings. So they said 2% to the Oregonian. They employ about uh, 1,500 people. So that's roughly 30 employees uh, lost their jobs after the hotel deal um, uh, was terminated. Uh, They did tell us that they had expected to hire about 1,000 if the deal went through. So they're readjusting the business plan. um, And I guess we'll see what happens next. So, Jeff, is there still room for Sortis to stick the landing on this? And what does it mean for all of these companies that they've, this, this stable of companies that they bought up if they can't? Yeah, I guess there is a chance they could stick the landing. Uh, they'll get perfect tens across the board. Um, but I, uh, that would surprise a lot of people at this point. Um, there is a, there's a lot of people who pour their heart and souls into their companies that, uh, um, you know, grabbed hold when sort of threw them a lifeline, and uh, they are some. Some of them are still there, and they still are very hopeful that it can all work out. And you know, there are some signs of hope. You know, I mean, it, some of these, you know, relatively minor lawsuits went away, payments were made, um, but. Uh, Others are quite skeptical that that, that will happen. Um, I know that uh, Sizzle Pie and Blue Star Donuts, two fairly well-known local brands, classic sort of uh, Sortis acquisitions, um, they uh, they are among other things. They were negotiating to get some space in the new newly remodeled Portland International Airport. And space in an airport is comes at a premium because there's they're generally really successful, and uh, they're a different animal than a restaurant, you know, a classic brick and mortar restaurant. They're huge traffic, not a, a huge turnover of customers, so it takes a while to get used to. But once you have it, once you have that locked down, um, it is pretty. Uh, profitable thing. And both those companies and the port are hoping that their plans will go through and they will open uh, new restaurants in the airport. But uh, uh, it's just, you know, indicative of the uncertainty out there that uh, no one quite knows. Right. And as Matthew said earlier, the, uh, the, the, the company plan. Uh, the company sort of said that uh, a big part of their their plan was to build all of this around a hotel chain that they no longer uh, no longer own. So that suggests uh, there's a, a need to find a new sort of platform uh, to sort of build all these brands around. Yeah. The one, another thing I would say that they have going for them though is when Sortis purchased a lot of these companies, they were cash and stock deals. So the owners have stayed involved in the company. The, the founders of a lot of these businesses are still involved. So that would bode well that the people that grew these companies are still involved and, and can help kind of revitalize them. Yeah. So, Jeff, you spoke to some of the, the folks who sold their businesses to Sortis, some of whom uh, remain involved in the company. What are they uh, what are they feeling now? Uh, do they have 
seller's remorse or uh, are they uh, glad to have had a lifeline to, to get them this far? Well, I certainly didn't talk to all of them. I've, I've just talked to a handful of them and, and, and it's a mixed bag. You know, some are hopeful that it'll work out. Some are furious at the way it's been handled and uh, feel like they've been sold a bill of goods about the, the financial strength of Sortis and its ability to, to pull this off. Um, it's, a, it's a tough situation. And as you start digging into the portfolio of Sortis or what they sort of put forward as their portfolio, um, you know, I had said earlier that it was pretty an, an a pretty impressive uh, bunch of investments that they've made, some well-known brands. But some of those entities that they list on their website as Sortis Holdings assets, um, it's a little more complicated than that. Uh, for instance, they list the uh, uh, destination resort in the Redmond area in Central Oregon, uh, Thornburg, among their assets. And... Uh, I talked to the the guy in Central Oregon who's been trying to get this approved and built for the last 20 years. And uh, he made it clear that at least as far as he's concerned, Sortis doesn't own it. Sortis is extended in financing, uh, but he owns it. Um, and then there's the Mayflower Hotel up in Seattle where... Uh, Sortis did come in and buy a 50% interest and promptly the two owners started duking it out and uh, they're in court now suing, suing one another. And uh, so we shall see where that one goes. Some of the owners that you talk to uh, or who remain involved in Sortis, um, you know, they made uh, the point that uh, Portland is a really hard place, uh, that anywhere is a really hard place to operate a business right now. Uh, a restaurant in particular. Um, uh, I think you talked to the owner, uh, former owner, uh, and uh, still one of the leaders at Sizzle Pie about that. Uh, yeah, I did, and it was uh, it was heartbreaking, a heartbreaking conversation because uh, you know these restaurant guys are so passionate about what they do, and they're they're good, they're solid, and they're in it for all the right reasons. I mean, I know that's a sweeping generalization, but uh, I came away really impressed with the folks I talked to, their passion. And uh, Matt Jacobson at Sizzle Pie, the founder there, um, he just, he said, the yeah, it's true that the pandemic is over and everyone's sort of back to normal, but actually not really because people are still not going out like they used to go out. Uh, the, the deterioration of downtown has been uh, just a huge problem for the for the nightlife industry, for the hospitality industry in general, and that's not gone away. Inflation and uh, one one interesting thing that he brought up that I hadn't thought about was uh, labor. Labor is a huge problem in the restaurant business. Um, it's just hard to find people willing and who want to work that hard and uh he told me once that one, uh, this was as the pandemic was as we were emerging from the pandemic and it was he was looking forward to a strong weekend every single 
outlet of Sizzle Pie had to be, remain closed that weekend, the whole weekend, because no one showed up to work or not enough people showed up to work to run the restaurants. Um, that's just sort of a, a reality of the of the business these days. It's uh, really, really hard. And that you can't blame Sortis for that. That's just sort of their world. So looking looking back at, at this story and your reporting, you know, I mean, clearly Portland's reputation has taken a bit of a beating, uh, particularly, you know, in the national press. And uh, here is a company that was uh, really banking on sort of that Portland brand of uh, entrepreneurism and ingenuity uh, and um, sort of trying to bring it to scale. So what is, does that say anything does this story to you say anything about Portland uh, or is this a story about uh, a particular company whose, whose business plan didn't work out? Matthew? Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a difficult question. The typical restaurant has a 5% pre-tax profit margin, according to the National Restaurant Association. So these are really difficult businesses to run. And then as Jeff enumerated, they've been even more difficult to run during a pandemic uh, in, in Portland, Oregon. I don't know if this is a story about Portland as much as it is. Um, this plan as of yet hasn't worked. Um, but there's still enormous demand for Portland food and beverage companies. So Dave's killer bread is a recent example of a big success story. The Cormacage mix went public as I recall as a Portland restaurant brand. It's been some time. Um, there are plenty of success stories in the beer industry. So I, I don't know if this is a, a story about Portland as much as it is a story about this particular plan has not worked yet uh, as it was intended to work. Jeff, what do you think? I actually do think it's a story about Portland to some, to some degree. You know, I think that uh, for so Portland was so hot for so long and it became such a strong brand unto itself. Um, so, Part of the genius of Sortis was that it, it purported to have figured out how to bottle bottle up the essence of what made this place special and recognize companies that had that certain something special. And uh, they would they would recognize them, buy them, invest in them, help them get better and stronger. And in the end, everybody wins. Well, I don't know how much people are buy, are really eager to buy into the Portland brand right now. It's uh, taken a shellacking over the last three years. Well, thank you both for your reporting on this story. And uh, I know that uh, your reporting is ongoing. So uh, folks can watch uh, for more stories about Sortis Holdings at OregonLive.com slash business. Thank you for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. Or you can tell a friend. The best way to support our local journalism and reporting like this is with a subscription to The Oregonian and Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.